Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hi, my name is Kira Ganan. Welcome to The Collab. I have the opportunity to chat with Luke Vishon today. He has over 12 years of global branding, marketing, and advertising experience across the fashion, beauty, lifestyle, and culture space. He is a multidisciplined, strategic, creative, and business-oriented leader with a strong understanding of industry trends, cultural landscapes, and experience driving multi-channel teams. Luke is currently the global VP of marketing for Macage, a luxury outerwear leader with a focus on driving global awareness, influence, and affinity. He previously held leadership roles at Aldo and on the agency side, working with brands like Nordstrom, Living Proof, Diane von Furstenberg, P&G, Uber, Pepsi, etc. So Luke, welcome to the collab and for giving me the opportunity to, to ask you a few questions about your experience. Thank you for having me. I wanted to, I know you're not from around these parts. I wanted to find out where you grew up and give us a little insight into your journey into the fashion industry. Yeah, sure. It's complicated. When everyone asks me where I'm from, it's, it's always a long story. So my parents are French-Canadian. They were born and raised in Quebec, but I was born in the U.S., so I was born in Cincinnati. My mom at the time worked at P&G. And it was a really interesting dynamic growing up with French-Canadian parents. My dad didn't speak English really until we moved to the U.S. So, you know, there was this language. They would speak to me in French and I would answer in English. And that was sort of our dynamic. And it definitely felt strange to other people, but it felt quite normal to me. So I grew up in the U.S. I moved around a lot because of my mom. She stayed at P&G, but it took us to Baltimore, then eventually Seattle. They made their way to Florida. So I was sort of a, a nomad within the U.S. So whenever anyone asks me where I'm from, it's kind of hard to answer. I think the at the time, you know, it was definitely challenging, you know, being a teenager and, and having to move, you know, once or twice during high school. It's not ideal but looking back I think you know all that change has been super helpful for me to be able to react to change I think now too when I look back and you know I have all these friends in all these great cities so it actually turned out to be a really great thing and I think it helped me sort of become more open and active in building relationships with people I went to university then in Montreal so I did make my way back to Montreal Went to university here. It's a, it's a great city to go to school. The drinking age is 18, so that's a good starting point. Other than that, it's, it's really cool because it's, you know, being in this city is a lot different than a lot of the American college experience. You know, not one is, is better than the other, but it, it definitely gave me, you know, an ability to grow up pretty quickly living in a downtown and understanding sort of that world. After school, I graduated and literally the next day I moved to New York City. I was 20 at the time, so, you know, I, I was underage and living in New York City was a really amazing experience. I started sort of my career on the agency side. I think if I ever have advice to young people, it's, you know, agency 
starting your career on, on the agency side is, is such an important and great experience. I think it's hectic. You have to be quick on your feet. There's a lot of different range in terms of skill sets that you need to learn quickly. You get exposure to different teams, creative, strategic, account, different businesses. It's a real good way to get your feet going right off the bat. And I think it's been really fundamental to, to my career and, and provided a really great platform in helping me get to where I've gotten to today. From then, my wife now and I, we moved back to Canada. At the time, you know, she was on a visa and there was a lottery system. So we had to move back to, the, to Canada. So I continued working on the agency side for a little longer and then my, made my way on the brand side to Aldo. What was great about Aldo is, is the scale. So there's over a thousand doors in over 65 countries. It's, it's a massive global business. So being able to kind of have that global exposure and learning about sort of the regional intricacies was, you know, a fundamental part of helping me be sort of a global marketer. So it was a great experience and I'm super grateful for it. And that sort of led me to my current role now. So currently global vice president of marketing at Macage. For those not familiar with Macage, it's, it's a luxury outerwear player. We've been around for, you know, close to 20 years now. And really the mandate for me was to evolve the positioning of the brand from sort of more of a contemporary space into a luxury one. And it's a lot easier said than done. I think to change the dynamic and the positioning from something like that, you know, takes a lot of work and a lot of, you know, thinking and a lot of help from different departments across the team. So not only the product has to get there, the image has to get there. It's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of hands that go into sort of this rebrand. And it's been a really exciting and fun challenge. I love Makaj. I've always been a fan and it's an exciting opportunity, I think, today with the growth that they're looking for. Yeah, you know, one of the, the only people that say it, right? Sometimes I have to, it's always, I always get Mackage. And it's, I think we have to do a campaign just on like the pronunciation of the brand. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you talk about sort of your, your beginnings too. And I do think that people who have had the opportunity to move around like you have, the other thing that you get is, is a, a better understanding, I think, of the markets and consumers and how people react to things in, in all of these different places. So I think that is a great start for somebody in the role that you're in. Did you always know that you wanted to move into the marketing space? I mean, I'm sure that there was ideas that you had as you were growing up, but then even when you decided to transition from the agency side to the brand side, was there a moment where you felt like you wanted to pivot into something else? And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think subconsciously, I was always drawn to marketing. Like my mom had been in marketing at P&G and it was mainly in the beauty space. So I think subconsciously, just all the dinner talk had sort of got ingrained in my mind and my brain was sort of leaning in that direction regardless. I knew I wanted to kind of do the agency thing in New York and have that sort of early 20s experience. That for me was something I always knew. And then I wasn't sure where it would necessarily take me. I think, you know, like I said, the experience on the agency side 
is fundamental and you know i'll always offer that as an advice to to young people just starting out just to have that range early on but i think what i learned from being on the agency side is a lot of the work is short-lived so you work on an account for a couple months you know you do something that you feel is is quite impactful but that might be sort of a fleeting moment and you're sort of working on it maybe another piece of business or a different brand and i think at that point i knew i wanted to be invested into something long term and see something take shape over a longer period of time so i think naturally you know the next step was to jump a bridge and go brand side so i could sort of see that progression over time with one brand and then and see the work sort of come to life yeah it's funny the way you talk about that sort of how i feel about consulting right it's just like these small project base but the real fulfillment sits with long-term impact. And I, I think that's what you're, you're referencing there. Is there a way that, as you think about your time at Aldo and, and now at Macage, that you have changed in how you want to reach consumer post-COVID? Can you talk a little bit about how the world has changed a little bit in your, from your career perspective and how you approach that now that we've sort of gone through this crazy moment in our lives. <laughs> How do you get their attention still? Yeah, I think I think regardless of COVID or not COVID, I think the product being, you know, of the utmost quality is sort of the, the fundamental starting point. So a big draw to me, you know, from Macage is, you know, if you've ever worn a Macage piece or touched a Macage piece, the quality, you know, is impeccable. So I think when you have a great product to start with, it's a lot easier to kind of roll from. And I think with the changes in COVID where I think things are at now is the brands that are winning are the ones that are commanding attention and influence. So you look at a lot of the luxury players today and that landscape has changed. Like luxury is not necessarily what it was before. It's not the white glove service. It's really about people being the most relevant. So you look at the brands today, like the Miu Mews, the Dior's, they're commanding attention by tapping into culture, creating experiences that you can't find anywhere else in the world. I think that's sort of what luxury has become. And I think it's the role of a marketing person to determine, you know, what the cultural ebbs and flows are of the moment and how to tap into them appropriately, and then lean into your product to kind of bridge the gap and, and do the rest of the work. I cannot agree more. I mean, if everybody paid as much attention to quality as as you just did in that statement, I think we would have a much stronger consumer base, less impact on the world, better economies. So I can't agree with you more. Yeah, and it's like a double-edged sword too. It's like quality, like as a as a marketer, you wanna lean into the quality, you know, and in my job, it's, you know, you wear a jacket one or two years and yes, that's great for the environment. It's great by showing that the product has that longevity, but you also want people to buy more. So it, it, it sort of allowed us to sort of rethink our model a little bit. We still want that to be true. We always want that to be true. But now it's, you know, rethinking and how do we get the customer the other nine months of the year? So, you know, we've extended our product categories. We looked at 
different seasonalities so that we're not so dependent on heavier outerwear. It's been sort of a, a fundamental, I guess, lightning bolt for us in, in terms of how do we address this without changing that quality factor. Yeah, for sure. I believe that we, our life is sort of in chapters. And, and this question I'm going to ask you makes it sound like you're at the end of a chapter, but you're not. But I do want to force you to talk about something that you're really proud of so far in this chapter of your career. You know, you've worked for, as you mentioned earlier, obviously on the agency side, but then this monster brand that's really skew intensive and, you know, has a huge consumer reach. And then you've worked for this incredible quality driven brand that's much smaller with arguably the same amount of impactful reach in the luxury space. What so far have you done that you're really proud of that you can tell us about? It's a tough one. I think what I'm proud of and I think what, you know, will continue to be something I will want to add to as I move forward is, is the range, to be honest. And I think that range, when I mean, you know, I've worked on agency side for fashion, beauty, consumer good products. I've worked in more mid-level fashion with extensive reach and I've worked in the luxury space. So for me, I'm grateful and proud of the range. I think that will not only give me larger perspectives as I move forward in my career, I think also being in a marketing role, I, we talked about this a little when we had our icebreaker. I, I fundamentally believe that marketing is sort of the nucleus of an organization. Maybe I'm a bit biased here, but I'm really grateful that marketing sits in the middle. And when I say that, I mean, we play such an integral role and are connected to so many divisions within the company. So, you know, we're with product design at the inception phase and we understand sort of their vision and and where they're taking the product. Then we work with merchandising and sort of understand the big bets, the heroes, where we want to focus our efforts. Then we bring it to life through content production or design. And then we work with the channels to actually drive it to execution. And that for me has been such a great experience because I've been able to learn so much from each of those departments. Like I said, before I joined uh, brand side, to me, merchandising was what goes on the racks or the shelves in the store. And I've learned that it's so much deeper than that. And I'm super grateful to have those relationships with all those teams across the organization. So I I guess I'm skirting away a little bit at your question, but I think I'm grateful for the range, not only in experience, but in terms of understanding different facets of the business. And I think, and I would love for that to continue as as I progress through my career. So knowing that the range has been broad, you have to use different tools to, to do your job, particularly when you're starting to target different consumer bases. So is there anything as you entered into any of these roles, is there anything that you would have done differently? I mean, there's a lot I didn't know going into a lot of these roles. And I think, you know, I even think back about accepting this job in Makaj. I I remember calling a friend and being like, oh, this part of my scope is going to be, you know, they're going to think that I'm going to need to know that and have a lot of experience. And, you know, the reality is I don't, and I'm nervous and I'm scared and I'm worried. And I think that looking back is a good thing. I think when there is a little bit of nervousness or 
trepidation because you might not fully understand something, I think it's a bit of a, a fire to then have you really invest and learn into that. I think it was definitely scary. And I think there's times throughout your career, you're not going to necessarily know how to do everything. I think it's important to surround yourself with the people that do. So I'm very fortunate in my role here that there's a huge support system, not only within you know my department, but across the globe. So when we market in Korea or when we market in China, I have people on the ground there that I can really collaborate and consult with and understand that market because you know I have an idea of how we should roll out there, but I don't know the intricacies. And I, I think it's important for someone in my role to kind of have that humility and, you know, have the ability to let other teams sort of educate, but also then, you know, challenge each other and create a healthy conversation to, to get to the best place. So I think it's having the ability to rely on others when you don't necessarily know it all and having the faith and ability to collaborate to get there. I recently read somewhere that the only job you should take is the one that makes you nervous. Yeah, I, I would say that that's a good advice. <laughs> I, I just like it, it, if you're too comfortable, you're not going to stretch yourself. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, I think as you continue in your career, it's like all about stretching that rubber band as much as you can. And I will continue to look to things that stretch me because I think that unlocks the most out of me and, and I'm at my best when I'm stretched. So I think that I hope to continue that. When you think about the next 10 years, where do you see yourself stretching? How do you see yourself stretching? What's what's next for you? I think scale is, you know, an interesting sort of next step. So, you know, as Makaj continues to grow, I think the the scale of the business will, will get bigger and bigger. And I think that's something I'm really interested in delving into more and, and continuing down that path is understanding things at scale and being sort of in a leadership role to support something like that. I think there's a lot of, you know, new things that are always continuously coming up. So changes in consumer trends, changes in digital tactics. I think there's so much to learn that changes every month, every season. So for me, it's like really just keeping an open mind, being open to the changes and not resistant. I think it goes back to me being a kid and being open to us moving all the time and being open to different cities and different schools. I think openness is a huge factor for someone leading a team or an organization because the world changes quickly. And I think the ones that win are the ones that are able to adapt. And I think adapt, but also keep sort of the DNA of the brand intact. So I have this like saying, I want to be firm, but flexible. I think it's important that you maintain the DNA of the brand and you don't, you know, waver from that, but you're also open-minded and flexible. That DNA can stretch a little bit to the left or stretch a little bit to the right based on where the customer is, based on where culture is. I think those are the brands that are really winning and succeeding and you can see it today. I love that. Luke, I'm excited to see how your career continues to evolve and I appreciate you chatting with us today. It's been really fun to to get to know you before this and, and today. So thanks for that. And thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks so much for being here for the CoLab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the CoLab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecolab.com.